What is up, IFL? This week on Analyze This, I sit down with New England Mark and discuss the upcoming NFL rookie draft. Mark delves into his process for player evaluation and gives the IFL his top five at running back and wide receiver. Now, you know I like to keep this show short, and the interview goes a bit long, so let's jump right in. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Yeah! Mark, welcome to Analyze This. Thanks for taking the time this evening. Thank you for having me. Hey, you made a name for yourself being quite the college talent evaluator last year. I believe in last year's rookie draft, you famously traded a first, I think it was the 15th of the first round, and three second round picks. For Amari Cooper, I think it's safe to say your gambit paid off. Cooper was uh, the top producing rookie wide receiver. He saw something like 133 touches in Oakland. And he just looked every bit the polished pro you and others hoped he would be. Of course, coupled with some other astute moves you made, you propelled your team to the AFC title game and lost in just an epic squeaker to the current commish, Brad, by what, like a point and a half, something like that? Yeah. Yeah, it was 1.64. Not that, you know, I'm counting or anything. No, no, you haven't written that down somewhere on a whiteboard. Circled it. <laughs> Insane. So you obviously have had great success with your evaluations, and I know I'm, I'm curious. I'm sure the IFL is curious. What's your process for player evaluation, especially coming out of the college ranks? I, I try and watch as much college football as, as I can. Um, I listen to, there's a couple of really good college football podcasts, ESPN do one, sort of listen to what they say, and Matt Moneysmith and Daniel Jeremiah, they, 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 they give some really, some really good insights, but mainly sort of, you know, you, you view your own things on looking at the highlights, looking at what, you know, how they've been playing, and I tell you, one of the biggest things that I use to when I look at players is not just how they perform on the on the field, but it's attitude. That's that's the biggest thing for me. Like Amari Cooper, first year I was in the league that shall not be named. You know, I also traded up to get Sammy Watkins mainly because it's attitude. You know, I like those guys. I, I think that's one of the things you've really got to look for is the guys that work hard, the Jordan Matthews, the Alan Robinsons, the guys that. You know, you can have a guy that's got all the talent in the world, but there could be the next Josh Gordon. And I'll be honest, if you look at all the guys, look at Vontaz Perfect, look at Josh Gordon, all those problems with character issues, they all start in college. And what do you do? What's your proxy for character? Like team captain or, or do you just kind of go by anecdotal evidence, people writing articles about them being good folks? or How, how does that work? First one is always a good one. Have they been arrested? That, that, and, you know, that's completely honest. That's always a, that's always a good one. Like Doyle Green Beckham, been arrested. You know, um, drugs. Drugs is the other one as well, you know, because whatever, regardless of what, you know, someone's views on the legalization of cannabis might be in the NFL, it's it's banned. And if there are guys that are starting um, college football being done for smoking weed, you know, that doesn't go away. You know, those guys obviously like doing it and more often than not, it crops back up. Um, you do get the old person that kind of can, can stop it. But um, yeah, that's one thing. And then what the coaches say about the players as well. Look at like, I know everybody keeps on going about my boy, Derek Henry, but look about what Nick Sabrin says about Derek Henry. You know, that, that goes a long way into what those players are. Yeah, he's my boy too. In fact, that kind of segues right into my first question for you. I asked you to prepare top five for running back wide receivers and maybe we'll get into quarterbacks at the end. I, I'm far less prepared to speak about them intelligently, but the million dollar question right now for folks who are trying to evaluate this year's draft is really coming down between one and two at the running back position. So you, you're high on Derrick Henry, so am I. Do you have him as your number one running back prospect this year? It's tough. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Zeke, just, only just, because um, I feel that you could throw Zeke into any lineup 
Like he could, he could get he get drafted anywhere, and I think he'd be fine. Like um, Derek Henry has got underrated hands and stuff, but Zeke he's got like Zeke Elliott. Sorry, he's got a wonder. He's, he's great catching the ball, great movement, good energy, breaks the tackle like yards after scrummage is insane. Like when he breaks when he breaks the tackle. Um, I was watching his game the other day where they played Notre Dame, and as soon as they started feeding Zeke. Like the whole team just changed. Like they were having problems, you know. They were trying to cut back, trying to run the ball a bit. As soon as they brought Zeke in, he's he's a game changer. That guy, and um, I feel like he could be parachuted into any any franchise, and he'd have an immediate effect. Derek Henry might take a little bit of time for him to sort of adjust, but um, and that would be my only reason why. Well, he shows up in the big games, doesn't he? Yeah, and you know the biggest thing is he loves playing. Like he loves football. Like, that guy. I mean. We talked about character issues, and yes, he had he had the problem with Urban Meyer when he said, you know, they should have fed me the ball. And yeah, I mean, you could say, yeah, that's a bit of disrespect for the coach. But you know what? If you look at it in its entirety, the guy just wants to play. He wants to get fed the ball. I got no problem with hunger. So yeah, Zeke just scratches in, but it is close. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I don't can't really argue with putting Zeke ahead of Henry. A lot of people are. The mocks I've seen, and they're they're early still, but they're putting Zeke going mid first round is what I'm seeing. No. He will. You watch the combine. When that guy hits the combine, because um, he's not your prototypical quarterback uh, running back. He's a little bit tall. He's like six three, and he's a big. He's a big guy. When people see him, when he goes to the combine, he'll get into the first round. He will be very hard for teams like Denver, for instance, who've probably got a bit of an issue. They'll be at the back end there. It's not clear what's going on with that running back situation over there. They'll be looking at that seriously because they know that as soon as they start the second round. Take the Titans. If they could come out of this with with an offensive lineman and Derek Henry, I mean that's pretty good. I think that will force the hand of a lot of the teams at the back end of the draft to get somebody like Henry. He could be a premier running back for them. Do you think Seattle's sold on Rawls? No. And they're certainly not sold on Michael. I mean, he's he's bounced around the league all year, so. Uh, he's another one actually. Attitude, work rate. You know, he's one of the guys that they say when he was at Texas A&M. Like, he had all the talent. He's got all the talent. He's got all the physical. You know, you go through all the guys that do all the different. Um, you know, the physical attributes studies. Um, he ticks every box. The problem is, you know, you can't you can't give him that work that work attitude that they need, um, and that, that that that's his issue. But um, but yeah, Thomas Rawls. I mean. I don't know. I mean, saying that, he got injured. You know, yeah, you, you look at it any other way, but running backs, they go down. Um, and he came in, did a really good job, but then he went down and he got injured. So I wouldn't put it past Seattle to just think, this guy, if they want if they want the next, the next Marshawn Lynch, they want to pass the crown over, this is the guy. I mean, that is beast mode. You couldn't get a guy more like it. So it'd be tough for them to pass on him. That's good stuff. So, who do you have at number three? Uh, number three. Number three is tough. So, let's be really frank on this. The running back class here is is not good. Uh, it's really thin after uh, after this. Originally, it would have been James Connor. Poor guy. He's now got um, he, he got an ACL in the season. He's now suffering from cancer as well. As it is, it's Alex Collins, and 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 that's by no means that. That that's by no means that he's like far and away like great, you know. He's at Arkansas. He's a prototypical size, 5'11", 216. He's got good feet though. Um, finds the hole pretty well, um, and he's he's quick. 
you know, I think uh, when the, the, I think they say you can clock a time in the high sort of four fours. Did one in the SEC, which is you know good league to be producing in, but he's not he's not up there with the rest of the guys. You know, he's not he's not a Derek Henry, he's not a Ezekiel Elliott, he's not a guy that I think that likes to to break through the line. You know, will go through the pack and just you know give it some real oomph. He doesn't strike me as that. He's more of a shifty sort of player. Reminds me a bit of Sproles a little bit. He had good production this year, didn't he? Something like 1,500 yards. Tons of touchdowns. Tons of touchdowns, yeah. But that was a prolific offense, I think. Yeah, it was. And, and you know what, like... That's that's the funny thing with the with, with the college game. You know, you see guys there, and they've got insane stats. Like the TDs they put down, like are in ridiculous. But then when you get to the, the uh, when you get to the to the NFL, it's a completely different ball game. Who do you have at number four? Then we have the old man of the group. We have Devonte Booker. Twenty three. Yeah, I think he's going to be twenty four when he comes out. Actually, yeah, he's going to be he's going to be in my my next spot. Played in Utah. Good size, 5'11", 212, you know, got those, you know, those sort of, those pro- again, those prototypical sort of size that you'd be looking for out of uh, out of a solid running back. Um, he's just a bit, he's just a bit average. Um, he had some good, you know, he, he's got good hands, he's a good runner, but he, you know, he's, he's, a work, he's a worker. He's a workhorse, he'll kind of, he'll keep going, he'll keep going, he'll keep sort of working away, but he doesn't, he doesn't really strike me as, as as somebody that's gonna is gonna really excel. He just doesn't he just doesn't fill me with a huge amount of confidence, you know. No. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to your fifth pick, and this one's a um, I don't know. I, I I thought perhaps a bit of a reach, but I'd love you to tell me about uh, your fifth pick here. Mm, Corey Clement. So I mean, this this could be this could be this this one is very very murky. I mean, you could look at Paul uh, Paul Perkins who is at UCLA. That's the guy I put I slotted in for five. So yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> or mean, Jordan Howard. I mean, there's a couple of other guys I might put there. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one. It really is a tough one. But now we all know the the uh, the mysterious mystery that there is the Wisconsin running back because we all know that. But in 2015, you know, it was his first year as the featured running back since Melvin Gordon sort of left. And, um, you know, if you look at his production, he didn't get huge amounts um, with regards to, because he had a bit of an, he had a a hernia surgery, um, and so he had issues. But the guy's got talent, you know, he's got good hands. I mean, if you look at his production, even when he was, even when he was playing sort of last year, he had nearly a thousand yards. And now, granted, it was a very good offense, but he had a thousand, nearly a thousand yards rushing and over a hundred yards receiving, and that's playing behind Melvin Gordon. So there's a guy who he's got the few opportunities that he's been given that he he's produced on them, um, and I just think he's got he's got the receiving the receiving talent, which is always handy. So if you look at those guys that when you're not and you're not quite sure about the next crop that are coming through. You always look to see, can they catch the ball? What are their hands like? And I think Corey Clement, for me, he, he, he could play a role. He could play that James White role. He's the type of guy that I'm not saying he's going to have an immediate impact. I don't think he will do at all. But I think he's going to be one of those role-playing running backs. We've all seen how James White has helped the guys out towards the end of the season now. Um, he won't have any impact, I don't think, um, in the 2016 season I think we'll be more looking to the season afterwards once he's kind of you know got himself back from injury and sort of really carve himself out a role um, somewhere do you think he's going to come out because I remember him saying that if he didn't get a third round projection 
for the draft and he was going to sit and uh, stay for his senior year. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. <clears throat> the problem is, I mean, what is he? He's 21 now. If he gets another injury, for instance, that's that's yeah. the issue now. If he gets another injury, then um, then he could, then you know, he's draft stock. You may as well just not bother. But um, we've seen so many people in the past now. You know, they'll take they'll take a chance on these guys. And, mm. and I think I think he could come out. He could come out. Or he takes the risk. You know what? He backs himself, goes into Wisconsin again, and goes right. I'm going to be the number one guy there um, for another season, and then really sort of back myself. But that means he's you know he's got to uh, he's got to make sure that he doesn't uh, he doesn't get injured. But speaking of Paul Perkins, I mean yeah, I mean you can't argue with his um, with his with his figures again. Over 1,300 yards, 14 touchdowns playing in the Pac-12 as well. I mean, you know, he's a very, very good player. Um, and I think he's got a bit of um, bit of pedigree as well. Yeah, his father played fullback at Arizona State and briefly in the NFL. And his uncle was Don Perkins, played eight seasons at running back with the Dallas Cowboys. So there is some pedigree there. So it's very close. So that was part one of my interview with Mark. Look for part two tomorrow where he reveals his top five wide receivers and gives some more insight into his college evaluation process. Again, not to be missed. Until then, thanks for listening to Analyze This, Josh Poineau.